Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello, you're listening to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio, and I have a new guest for you today, Grant Brown, and he's coming to us with some happy eco news. You probably don't hear happy eco news very often. Right, exactly. Almost never. The polar bears are dying. What are we going to do? All the time, gloom and doom. But Grant is changing that. So welcome to the show, Grant. Well, thank you very much for having me, Deb. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Okay, so your website, happyeconews.com, is incredible. I got to say, I was so astonished by how many good good stories <laughs> about good work there is, is going on, and we're not hearing about it. How come? What's going on there? Well, you know, there's uh, an old adage in, I think, the news industry where bad news sells, and I think now bad news gets clicks. And so, you know, people that are advertisers are forcing all of that. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because there's a lot of good people doing good things out there. And what I found was that they're not getting enough press. And so I decided to, to change that. And I, you know, Happy Eco News was born from that. Well, okay. So I, I looked through your website and I saw stories about so many things, drones saving dolphins, wood chips cleaning water, an organization that's dedicated to getting private landowners to contribute to conserving land because only 3% of protected land in, in America is protected. Only 3% of privately owned land is protected. And 60% of the areas that need to be protected are owned privately. So this has to happen. There's bird sanctuaries and wild dog rescue and all kinds of stuff on your website that I don't hear about anywhere else. And this is what's so shocking. So much news just isn't getting to the people. I think it's a big problem. I think it, it builds up and, you know, with uh, the current climate crisis and, you know, COVID and everything else, especially right now, people are now suffering from a relatively new phenomenon called eco-anxiety. And eco-anxiety is basically, it's a, a new form of anxiety that is basically derived from existential fear of and, and dread of what's going on in the world. And that's all sort of perpetuated by the news cycle. And so when you look on Facebook or any basically any social media, what you'll find is that there's pretty much only negative news about the environment because, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. But behind the scenes, there are so many people, like I said earlier, that are doing good things. And I think that we can help people to see that it's not all bad, that there is reason for hope. And it's my firm belief that people who have a little bit of hope and who understand that there is reason for hope will actually start taking action to do good things themselves. So, you know, if you believe that the world is going to end tomorrow, there's probably not much point in buying an electric vehicle, for example, or investing in solar energy, that kind of thing. But if everybody makes small incremental changes as a group, you know, we can make a huge change globally. And I'm just a regular guy, right? I, I spent a lot of time in marketing for a high tech electronics company. I've traveled the world. I've, I've had a really amazing, blessed career that I don't um, have any regrets about, but I did do a lot of travel and I kind of, a lot of that was weighing heavily on me. 
And uh, I decided uh, about three years ago to just basically make a make a personal change and started doing that. And uh, and then when I started seeing these news stories that were in my feed that were bumming me out all the time, I decided to try and make a change because I, I did see that there were good people doing good things and I'm one of them. And so that was about, I think that was in 2018. Uh, actually, January 1st, 2018 was the first post on Happy Eco News. And since that time, I've uh, curated and posted or published about 6,000 posts, maybe a little bit over that now. And the interesting thing is that the very idea of what I was trying to do for other people actually worked for me. I now have hope. I actually feel like there's reason to keep going and to inspire others to make the changes that I want to see in the world. And so, you know, I, I get every day an email or two from people from around the world. They're personally changed from the happy eco news. Some of them are, you know, they're wrapped up with eco anxiety. I think that's true. I really see that. I, I just want to interrupt you for a second. Sure, yeah. I really see the eco anxiety with uh, the teenagers. That's yeah. where I see it. Like they just, they will, oh, they are convinced that we have ruined the planet for them and there's nothing they can do. They're convinced. It's like it's been fed to them all through elementary school. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. And no wonder they're so down. No wonder yeah. they're having such a hard time. You know, I've got two teenagers myself. I've got a son who's 20, well, 20, almost 20, and a daughter who's 18, and they're smart kids. They themselves, I mean, maybe I'm doing this for them or I'm doing it for their friends, but I really believe that they are the future. I mean, they are, and they've inherited a pretty bad, you know, sort of situation. Previous generations have basically plundered the environment uh, for resources at, you know, the basically out of greed just wanting more. We are lucky because we live in a Western country that has a lot of resources financially, economically, um, all of those things, healthcare. But what about the people who live in places around the world that don't have access to that and that basically rely on subsistence farming or what they can hunt and gather? And they don't really have a voice. And so we need the kids of today, our kids, to basically stand up and take action and ensure that other people have access to what they have, or at least aren't going to get, you know, sort of crushed under the wheels of so-called progress. We're going to have to take a break soon. So I want to just let people know the way to find out more. If you're listening right now and you want to check this out, go to happyeconews.com right now, because I mean, why not really? There's so much there. You'll be blown away by the stories. There's stuff on nature and animals and business. I mean, everything you could think of. And, and really, how many did you say? How many posts did you say you've made? Right now, I think there's just over 6,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I it's think growing. about the last two years, have I seen even six good news stories about the environment in the last two years? I don't think so, right? Like these stories just aren't reaching people. And, you know, there were a couple of things when I went through the website and I, I noticed something about trumpeter swans and different swans. I actually experienced that last year. I saw a swan I'd never seen around here before and I was shocked and I went to the bird book and I found, and you know what? Nobody was reporting about it. Nobody was talking about it, but you are. So everybody check it out. We're going to go to break. We'll come back and talk more with Grant Brown about happyeconews.com. So check it out. Stay tuned. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. 
there is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, you're back on Animal Party with Deb Wolf. And we've got Grant Brown from HappyEcoNews.com joining us today. And if you checked out his website, you are probably blown away by the happy stories. And it's all about people around the world just giving their time and their sweat and their money and their efforts to doing something good. And usually it's something really small and local. They see a problem in their, where they live and they fix it. It can be something as simple as cleaning up the beach. It can be something as dramatic as an innovative way to clean up the beach. There's so much on there. I'm so happy that I'm bringing this to my listeners. Really, Grant, it's just incredible. So, okay. So what made you do this? What made you leave your corporate world? and go for this? Well, it was a bit of a process. In 2017, I took my family on a round-the-world trip. I was in a very fortunate position of being able to work independent of any location. So took the kids out of school, you know, homeschooled them for a year, and traveled to, I think, uh, 20 countries on four continents. And a recurring theme that we kept seeing was plastic pollution and just basically poor water, poor air quality in a lot of these cities. We didn't go to the Club Med type resorts. We basically wanted to, part of the process or the reason for this trip was to take my kids out of their enclave of uh, wealth and privilege in a Western country and show them how other people in the world and you know the, the vast majority of people in the world live. But in that process, I actually became more changed myself than possibly my kids. And, you know, what I was doing was good. I was working for a clean technology company at the time, but it just didn't feel like enough. And so when I went to work, I was going to conferences and, you know, seeing other people that were doing great things for the planet as well. And so it just seemed to me natural to try and help them get exposure because it's really tough. You're starting a company perhaps that's making, like you say, an innovation for cleaning ocean plastic, but you, you know, you need money. You, how do you get money? You need exposure. So I want to provide that exposure. So there's two aspects to what I do. The first one is to try and help people overcome their own eco-anxiety, just as I have, and to feel optimism for the future so that they can, maybe I can inspire them to take the small steps to make change in the world. But the second part of it is actually to give the exposure to the people who are doing the good things. So if somebody's working on a habitat restoration project in a stream in Western Canada or the United States, or maybe uh, dam removal, they need exposure and they need money. And I can provide the exposure at least. And perhaps somebody that reads about their project on Happy Eco News will be able to write them a check. And if there are high net worths out there listening to this program right now, please get in touch with me because I can put you in touch with a lot of really, really good people that are doing good things. Okay. Well, I was reading through your manifesto and, you know, I expected it to be kind of like um, 
I don't know, kind of formal and kind of maybe a couple of paragraphs of complicated words. But as I read it, it, it was just speaking to me. Like, I can't read it all because it's a page and a half and I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. But if you're interested in the manifesto, if you want to see what Happy Eco News is all about, go check it out. But I will just highlight a couple of points. One point he makes here, many people will not attempt to find nature on their own. They're too busy in their existing habits and demands of the modern world. Okay, I think that's very true. And I think that's why dogs help people so much, because you cannot stay out of nature if you have a dog. It <laughs> forces you to engage. And um, I also noticed as I was reading through this, you say, I know this to be true. And there's a few points here. And one of them is giving and doing feels good. People like to feel good. Okay, this doesn't sound like a manifesto. This sounds real. This sounds like something I can get behind. Well, thank you. People who are overwhelmed with bad news often tune out and therefore do not take the needed action. People need to hear the bad stuff to be aware, but they also need to hear the good stuff in equal measure, maybe even more. Now, to me, that's so critical. These kids, my teenagers, they were so overwhelmed with all this hopelessness and the facts of all the negativity that they just can't see a way out of it. And you are, this website is helping people see the way out of it. So I really want to thank you for that. Well, thank you very much. And that's exactly why I do it. I'm also in the, you know, the fortunate position of being able to do this uh, and get this thing started and not have to, I've got some runway, I guess you could say. So I don't need to um, turn it into a, a business and make the decisions of for the company that are strictly based on finance. So I can say what I want, I can do what I want, and I can uh, provide the help that I think people need. And you know, that manifesto comes from my heart. I was also very fortunate to have spent a lot of time in nature with dogs. I've been to almost every corner of, of the area that I live in. And I, I, I just really feel sad for the people who live in cities that have never pulled a carrot out of the earth or have spent time in nature listening to the birds or just absorbing that, you know, that green light that filters through the trees. All of those things are so good for the soul. And so I think that it's really important to expose people to that, but not only for their well-being, but for the well-being of the planet. Because if somebody has never spent time in nature, how are they expected to want to protect it? You know, these, these massive forests that we have in the north here are huge carbon sinks that generate just tons and tons of oxygen for the planet. But how do we protect those? We can't protect them if people don't know they exist, and we can't protect them if people don't know their value, and people won't protect them if they have never been in them and have never experienced them. So part of what I'd like to do is to get people out and to encourage them to go out and spend time in nature. And, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be in a forest in Alaska or northern British Columbia, but maybe it's just going to a park and sitting and experiencing the sounds of nature and um, in a, even in an urban location. It's, it's just really good for the soul. In fact, in Japan, I think it's called Shirin-yoku. It's the, known as the practice of forest bathing. And it's actually prescribed by physicians to people who are suffering from anxiety or other uh, debilitating type of uh, psychological uh, problems. Well, they have done tests on this and they've, they've studied brainwaves and all kinds yeah. of uh, hormones in the body. And you actually, you're, you, there are physical changes. When you spend time in the forest, your entire body changes. It's not just in, in your mind, it's in your body too. 
yeah, it's lasting and it's very, very good for you. And so, like I said, you know, this is something that I, because of my parents, my dad, especially, they just took us camping. They, you know, we just spent a lot of time outdoors, fishing, hiking, bird watching, you know, like you said, we always had dogs. So the dogs would need to go for a walk. Where do you take the dog for a walk? Well, we had a forest. So we went, went there. And so, you know, I want to share that experience with other people because I know how important it is. I've done it with my own kids, but I think it's now time to go beyond my immediate circle. And I'm very lucky to have had this platform to be able to do this. And, uh, you know, there are other news websites out there, but there's uh, for, for environmental issues, but there's not a lot that is dedicated to, if any, dedicated to happy positive. Yeah, the positive. Okay, so we have to go to another break and we're going to come back. And I want to talk about the small and the night sky when we come back. Stay tuned to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. For those fortunate to have experienced the deep bond and unconditional love of a companion animal, the death that follows can be one of the most difficult and misunderstood losses to go through. Many times, this devastating loss goes unrecognized and trivialized by family and friends, leaving grieving pet parents struggling to find healthy ways to cope with the loss. In And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal for healing the loss of a pet, Dr. Julianne Corbin calls attention to the difficulties unique to the loss of a beloved pet and provides an interactive and compassionate guide to help you process your loss and work towards coming to a place of peace and healing. For those interested in journal therapy and looking for a professionally written and compassionate resource to help understand and reconcile the grief associated with the loss of your pet, this book is for you. And I Love You Still, a thoughtful guide and remembrance journal by Julianne Corbin is now available for purchase on Amazon and other major book retailers. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello. We're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio, and I've got Grant Brown from HappyEcoNews.com to check it out. Okay, so you were talking, Grant, about getting out to your park. So maybe the park's noisy, and there's lots of people, and there's lots of traffic, and you think, this isn't nature. Well, actually, try it at night. Try it at night. It's so different. Or try focusing on a really, really small patch. Just pick a patch of grass and stare at it for a while. Maybe move a little bit of it around and see what's there. Sometimes we miss things that are just tiny. The night sky too. I find sometimes when people visit Camp Good Dog, my place out here in Maple Ridge, if they come in the nighttime, they're so surprised by the amount of stars, by the fact that you can see the satellites crawling across the sky, you know, like they just don't see that a half an hour away from here. So if you can drive somewhere where there's no city lights, Check out the sky. That's like one of the gifts of the earth to you. And if you're missing out on it, if you've never seen a a sky just completely full of stars, it's time to take that drive. So, okay. So I want to talk about one thing you put in your website that I thought was really interesting. And it was 
find a hobby that's good for nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now you're singing my song on that one. <laughs> so, yeah, why not? Right. Why play golf? Why play golf? You just nothing good coming of golf. I mean, yeah, you're getting out, you're getting physical, but you're on a completely pesticide ridden, manicured, yeah. phony place. And OK, if you want to play golf, how about go bird watching? How about instead of golf, go for a walk in a real unmanicured forest? How about do something that's actually helpful, like register for the eOceans app and record what you see next time you're at the beach? Maybe you see a, a turtle or a fish or marine birds or people or pollution. Record it and you're actually helping everybody. There's other things too. You can rescue turtles. You can plan your next holiday to go somewhere where they're doing some amazing work and contribute. Take your kids, rough it for a bit. Learn a new language. I mean, there's so much you can do. And even in a small, small way, instead of that grass lawn that's always covered in moss anyway and needs watering constantly and is constantly needing mowing, how about plant a garden? Even just part of it, you know, for bees, for birds, or for food. Why grow grass? You don't have to. Make gardening your hobby. You'll eat better. You'll feel better. Your yard will be full of birds and bees. It's incredible. So, okay. So that's some of the stuff I got off your website. Get a hobby that's good <laughs> for nature. And I'm so glad you're touching on these points. What do you want people to know? My listeners who are animal people, pet people, conservationists, they're people who really do care already. What would you like them to know? Well, I think the people that you speak of, the conservationists and the people that are actually outdoors already, probably already know what I want people to know. And that is that it's not hopeless. There are some problems in the world right now, but there are an awful lot of good people doing good things. And I keep saying that phrase because it really, over the last maybe year or so, it's really come back to me to sort of understand that what I'm doing is all about people, even though it's about the planet and it's about nature and um, rewilding and all of these things. It's really about people. You know, people have caused the problems that we have right now, but people are also in control of what happens. You know, between millennials and Generation Z, so my children and, you know, my say my niece, they have all of the voting power in the world right now. They could influence every election because they are such a large group. Wow. So, you know, it's about people, good people doing good things. Vote with your dollars, vote at the ballot box, but vote for something that is worthy of your vote. You know, fear of economic uncertainty is something that is real, but what is the point of having, you know, cash in the bank if you're living on a devastated planet? So, you know, take action. And one thing that I think is also important, getting back to the idea of people, is that it's identity, right? I, I think a lot of people just go, well, I don't want to be an environmentalist, you know, chaining myself to a tree to stop a bulldozer, but you don't have to be that extreme. You can just make small incremental changes, reduce the amount of plastic that you use in your home. Maybe you take public transit or ride a bike as opposed to driving your car every day. You'll get a little more exercise and you know, you'll feel better about yourself. And slowly, gradually over time, those changes that you make become part of your identity. You start telling people about it. You start just being good, feeling good about yourself. And you can then join the larger group, which is all of us. And we will all together make these changes. So, you know, it's about people and it's not hopeless. And, you know, just help the good people that are doing the good things. That's all I, all I can really say. 
Well, you know, when I was researching for this show, I mentioned to a few people you were coming on and I talked about some of the stories and I did get the reaction because lately, well, there's the COVID, which everyone can't stop talking about. It's like the new addiction. No one can stop. So the COVID and then um, what's been happening in the Middle East. And so people were saying to me, well, why would you want to talk about that when there's so much more important things going on in the world? There's COVID and there's war in the Middle East. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, okay, there's other things going on, but don't we need clean food and clean water? Don't we need clean air, even if there is COVID and war in the Middle East? And I don't like the way so often animals, nature, the earth is considered less important than other things. And how can that be? It should be the most important, shouldn't it? Yeah, I agree. And I think that we as humans have a real significant hubris in terms of our thoughts that we are separate from nature and animals. It's all intertwined. And what happens in the Middle East happens to us all. And, you know, the the racial, social inequities, the persecution of people based on religion or race, the ongoing destruction of the Amazon rainforest and all of these things are all related, you know, and without getting too political, I believe that the people who profit from the destruction of the planet or our resources are the same people that perpetuate all of these other social problems. And so, you know, we need to take it back as people, right? We need as humans on this planet, we're one, we're really, we're one race, you know, we're all human. We need to stand together and say, you know what, we're, we're sick of being manipulated by media. We're sick of being manipulated by companies that own the media. And maybe now after this pandemic and this incredible, horrible year of awakening, I guess you could say, it's time to, to start standing up for what we believe in as good people. And we will, right? I also think that humans are somewhat of procrastinators. And so we'll wait mm-hmm. for the last minute. And then we'll make those changes and, uh, and it will happen. And there might be some discomfort, you know, this is, this is the reality. We're at the point right now where we're getting down to the last minute and, but humans aren't going to let that happen, right? We're not going to let the, we need good water and good food in order to survive. And so while things look pretty dire right now, there are a lot of good people doing the things that need to happen behind the scenes that you're just not hearing about. Renewable energy is taking off, clean agriculture. There's now robots that are weeding garden beds, not garden beds, but like fields. So instead of having to use aerosol herbicides sprayed from helicopters and planes, there's a robot using artificial intelligence to identify. That's amazing. I want that robot in my garden. Send me that robot, will you? Yeah, you know, know. Talk about the Middle East. It makes me think, you know, of of your happy eco news, because all we hear is the bad stuff. And I've been there and I've seen things there that are just amazing. Israel in particular is so innovative in taking salt water and making it fresh water, in growing in the desert, in all kinds of these environmental initiatives and inventions. And we just don't hear the good side. So I'm really, really happy that my listeners have now been introduced to happyeconews.com. And if you're listening to the show and you're wishing that we had delved into some of these topics more, well, you're in luck because Grant's going to come back next week and we're going to talk about 
some of these specific topics like the wild dog rescue, the water birds, how can sprinklers help flying foxes? Uh, what about wood chips cleaning waters? Did you know that they're using drones to save dolphins in New Zealand? All this stuff. We'll be talking about that and some more stuff next week. So thank you very much for joining me today, Grant. Thank you very much for having me and I look forward to next time. Yeah, okay. So everybody stay tuned to Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. We'll have happyeconews.com back next week. And until then, be good to your animals. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.